Hey, I fuck with this beat though. Alright, so, uh, yeah, what's up, what's up, what's up, how y'all doing, how y'all been? Shout out, what's really going on everybody, episode number 32, 32. no lines, checking in, boys. what's going on, took a little, took a little holiday, on. special break, summertime, city boy season, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so first off, Henry, where can we follow? Uh, we so follow thing. us on Instagram at What's Really Going. Follow us on Twitter at underscore W R G O Tongue Twister. My bad. Follow us. Subscribe on YouTube at What's Really Going On. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts at What's Really Going On. Subscribe on Spotify. What's Really Going On. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. All, all of that. So yeah, How merch coming soon. How y'all been? Yeah, merch coming soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We've been working. That's why we've been busy. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna come out. All right. So now we're gonna hit y'all with the bit fat food or no, for food thought. For thought. We're rusty. <laughs> All right. Bad. So Henry put this in the doc today, so we had to do a little quick research. So Jigga Man, shout out to Hove. Uh, Jay Z has joined Calvia as chief brand strategist in a multi-year partnership. Uh, the role will focus on creative decisions and outreach efforts. Um, it will also focus on social justice issues surrounding legalization and work to improve representation of previously incarcerated persons who are being excluded from the cannabis business. Not to say that you are our resident expert, but what? <laughs> I don't smoke weed. Neither do I. Right. So yeah. anyway, um, but that's big. No, this <laughs> is cool because like it's, it's dude, we talked about like a few episodes ago. I know you guys been tuning in and paying attention. Um, and shout out to that one yeah, person first person. Today, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate y'all. But uh, yeah, so uh, a couple episodes we talked about how in Maryland uh, they were suing yeah. because they were trying to marginalize the weed industry so only certain people are able to get into it. So the fact that Jay-Z is like a head strategist yeah. and like an actual cannabis company is a big deal. And he's going to be working towards helping incarcerated people who have been like you know what I'm saying? Locked out of that certain system and specific field. Yeah. So it's cool that this is, you know what I'm saying, going on and happening. We need more of this happening, especially in a state like California or like uh, Chicago, Illinois. New that York is, and all this. New York yeah. that are getting rid of you or have already passed bills that legalize. That's the next step. Right. So uh, we definitely need like acts like this happening in those states. So, yeah. And for some context, uh, did some research. The American Civil Liberties Union found that in the town in which we are based in D.C., um, it found that in 2010 that blacks were eight times more likely to be arrested for marijuana possession. And in 2010, it found that states across the country spent over $3.5 billion in enforcing marijuana laws. So that just goes to show that one, there's still right yeah. how much money's involved in this yeah. from almost like a waste standpoint. Because I think we often talk about like, oh, just lock the people up, but that costs money. A lot That's costing taxpayers money. And they yeah. said that um, other info found that like forty percent of drug um, arrests were for possession like possession of marijuana just from a user standpoint, not from a distributor standpoint. Yeah. So it's like, who are the laws targeting? They're targeting the users, not the actual, like, yeah, the king drugs. Yeah, that's true, too. 
Um, yeah, it's crazy. Well, it's not like a, you know what I'm saying, wild fact that black people are more often arrested for marijuana possession. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the fact. Yeah. yeah. I mean, shout out to Jay-Z because I know, like, other artists like Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa, they've been partners in with other cannabis companies more of it's like, oh, they have their own strain or they're just nah, involved true. in a marketing standpoint. True. Jay-Z is like, nah, I want to be at he the made table. Like, <laughs> like I want to be the one yeah, out. Yeah, he in there. So, shout out to H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. Uh, so Henry actually hit me to this. Shout out to every every topic in here is basically provided by Henry Research. <laughs> I've been doing my thing. You know what I'm me. saying? So this is the next one we got. So Charlottesville, Virginia, today they actually voted to rid of the city holiday celebrating Thomas Jefferson's birthday. Um, the city council unanimously voted to recognize March 3rd as Liberation and Freedom Day. Hey, shout out, uh, to, shout Charlottesville, out to Charlottesville, especially because, you know, saying a couple years ago, they was allowing people Tiki to torches. Right. <laughs> um, so, that you know what I'm saying? Shout out, to, shout out to Charlottesville for, like, acknowledging or, the, yeah. Like, in the public square. We yeah, like, like liberation up. and a yeah. freedom day. Because um, I was talking to somebody, and I guess, like, us as African Americans don't have like a big holiday besides Juneteenth to celebrate. Yeah, it's not even nationally recognized. So for Charlottesville to take this small step in that direction, it's, it's a it's a paid off holiday, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a cool thing, and more states need to, you know, what I'm saying take, Columbus Day, we coming after you. <laughs> they need they need to, they need to get we rid coming of coming after you. They need but to I get think, rid of that. But like you said, I think that's important that. Um, and I think one, you know, this, this city that had its own tragedy involved with like racism and that involved with hate. I think it's good that they basically said, we're not going to wait for anyone else. We're going to transform this ourselves. And even though Thomas Jefferson, like he did a lot of stuff in Charlottesville, they were like, we're not going to, we're still not going to uh, University of Virginia, yeah. which is based in Charlottesville. But they were just like, we don't care. Like that doesn't matter. So I think shout out, like you said, shout out to them. Um, now we're going to get, uh, we got a little bit of a. Media thing, we're going to hit y'all with the first thing. Um, this is something that my dad told me about that I actually thought is just worthy of flagging. Um, there's a movie out now called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. It tackles race and gentrification in San Francisco, and it's produced by the same company that did Moonlight that won a lot of awards. So I think that's just something that I think we should be on the lookout for. I've heard it's really it's good. It's in theaters? Yes, yeah, it's, oh, it's in theaters. Ooh, Henry. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Not theaters, theaters. Right, come on. Okay. Um, I just think that that's important that you know movies are tackling. <laughs> it's so annoying. I just think it's important that like movies are tackling issues that real we face. issues, right? Yeah. And basically, like this person is coming back to their like grandfather's home and they're dealing with issues of race and gentrification in San Francisco, which is a place that basically don't got no more black people in it already. <laughs> so it's only fitting that they called it the last black man in San Francisco. So I just think that's something. That's the positive side. Now we're gonna get to Henry Mike. Cut somebody out in the next segment. Nah, so I'm gonna play this clip for y'all, and then we'll get into it. Disney has a new princess, and her name is Halle Bailey. <laughs> the actress cast to play Ariel in an upcoming Little Mermaid live action movie. Wish I could be part of that world. <laughs> As some. Um, you want to you break it down? 
So yeah, Halle Bailey. Because when I first seen this, well, you want to say yeah? I was like, what? But then when I read it, I was like, Halle Bailey. Oh, Shawty, girl, I know who you are. She can really sing. Uh, she can really sing. Like, like it sounds like classical music to me a little bit. But she can really sing. Her voice is very nice. Uh, so she got cast to play The Little Mermaid. That's a good thing. Um, that is a good thing. But <laughs> it's been some backlash. Um, not my aerial campaigns going around. Folk always got to complain about something. Something. Like, what? Like, what I tweet, are you talking about? Because when I tweet out, when we tweet out from the account, not my president, all of a sudden we the bad guys. <laughs> Everybody jumping our stuff on the podcast account. When Bro, I tweet, actually, not my speaking president. speaking of that, for, I see, like, I feel like this is real up there. No, go there. Go there. Go there. Let's do it. I seen this dude today with a Make America Great Again hat, and like he just stared at me, like he just stood there like this. And I bet you, like, oh shit, it's about to be an active shooter oh, drill. Nah, I was, I was, he ain't faced me, but I'm like, dude, they do this stuff to like provoke us. But anyway, back to this t- uh, topic. Um, yeah, so certain people, the mayonnaise people, <laughs> get mad. For no reason, like what? And then the thing, I'm not racing. Girl, shut up. Like, uh, this shit be blowing me. Like, the stuff I've been seeing on social media, like Ryan Gosling should be the next Martin Luther King. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So it's like, um, yeah, bro, that, 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 yeah, man. I think what annoys me, and like, granted, like, I, I could have predicted this would happen, but like I'm not like oh like I'm super involved in this, but like I think if this were if this were in reverse, we would be upset about it, but no one else would care. Or if yeah, it was like this, young making headlines. That's like it's making headlines now, just because I feel like white people who were upset about it were just clearly in the wrong. So people were like, okay, like this is a little bit too heavy handed, but like I think there have been countless examples, especially in cartoons where. Black people have either been portrayed or have been acted by whites. Right. And I think that's not like that big of a story. And I think that, or it was never covered as that big of a story. Like I remember growing up, this is why like Black, Black Panther was so big because, you know, the one superhero that they gave us in all the cartoons was um, Green Lantern, dude who had the ring. And in the movie, he was played by a white dude. So you're like, oh, that ain't accurate. That's, that's not probably a good example of comparison, but I just think that. It's always when we're expanding our reach and then when we prove that. But even when that happened, nobody like did a hate or smear campaign for his name. It right. Like, for you whatever. to be like, not my Ariel. Like, that's just. She ain't got to be your Ariel. Yeah. She's our Ariel, though. But it facts, facts. But, um, anyway. anyway yeah. <laughs> that took some <laughs> Henry's dead. He's <laughs> like, that took some matter. All right. So now we're going to get to the big facts. Um, so. Recently, the Supreme Court of the United States also, we got to think about changing some of these, uh, some of these Supreme Court rules, by the way, but we're going to get into that. Um, so the Supreme Court was going um, in Thanos mode. Yeah. So the first thing that they did, one thing that besides uh, our coverage of Meek Mill, Meek Mill, get at us. We still want to get you on the podcast eventually. Colin Kaepernick, you too. <laughs> we're coming for your coming, head. Coming for that. Yeah. Nike this. Um, so gerrymandering. So in late June, right before um, you know the holiday break, the Supreme Court ruled that federal courts could not stop partisan gerrymandering. 
Chief Justice Roberts said, and I quote, Partisan gerrymandering claims that present political questions beyond the reach of federal courts. The Constitution's framers were well aware of the practice of partisan gerrymandering and never suggested that courts should try to prevent it. Federal courts still have the power to strike down voting maps designated to limit the power of racial minorities or that violate the one person, one vote principle. The ruling means that state legislatures and governors will have more authority to decide their congressional districts, which will be in place for the next decade starting in 2020. Henry, what the hell is going on? This is like, this is honestly really stupid. You know, I'm reading The Black Man in the White House right now. The great book that I gave to you. Yeah, um, it's you have to like really read, read that it, book yeah. because if you don't, you like it's good. What the? Heck? But it talks about stuff like this. Yeah, uh, the Southern strategy specifically. Okay, go deep. Come on, <laughs> come on pro- professor. <laughs> nah, but it's basically a strategy where they use or basically tactics like this where a certain language or legislation is passed where. It's not specifically defined, and they do it in a way where it attacks specific minorities like us. Right. Yeah. Um, and basically, it, it's a system that's bred into an American like system. System. It's like yeah. It's, 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 it's the in. American system. But uh, yeah. So that's what this is, and the fact that they're not making a like. They're not settled. They're not saying like, "Oh, we're gonna put our foot down." They're basically like, like, it's, "It's above me." Yeah, like what? Like that's what? So now you're basically leaving it up to the states to make their own rules and regulations and write the uh, like the maps. And it's kind of like it's crazy because that's like what is the voting rights bill? Right. Like what's and 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 I think this is important that the Supreme Court also voted to like pull back on the protections for the Voting Rights Act. So I think that this is all, like you said, this is all like this big, not conspiracy, but it's just one layer. And like you talk about with the Southern strategy, it's not just, it's gerrymandering. It's going to, we're going to limit your right to vote. We're not going to let ex-felons vote. It's like all this stuff piled on together. And then when we end up having less representation, when we end up having less political power, it's like, okay, we started the race off with one foot and we're a we're two laps behind already. That's fact. And then when we try to be equal, they're like, oh, no, wait. We're going to let the people in your state draw your lines. And even if they are... And like this is the annoying thing is that the court basically said that, okay, you can't do it. You can't limit the power of racial minorities, but you can basically limit the power of political parties. So it's kind of like, well, how do you... What's that? That's the very thin line where if you say like, okay, we're going to limit the voting power of Democrats in Georgia. How far can that go before you are limiting the power of black voters in Georgia who are Democratic? Right. It's like they're assuming that the two are separate when oftentimes they're it's not. It's inclusive. <laughs> Which is like, to me, it's very, very inclusive. It's, it's crazy, but like, to like speak upon like a more positive way yeah. is uh, Eric Holder, our former attorney general, uh, the first black speak you know it. Um, but yeah, he um, is basically fighting or calling Democrats to fight and take strong stances uh, about writing and re- uh, like making these redistricting laws. Yeah, he's basically saying like, he's, he's saying he's not focused on 
the presidential race, like most of the party mm-hmm. is right now, he's focused on basically 2021 or yeah, 2021. Yeah. That's when all these lines when, are going to be redrawn. Uh, when the lines are being redrawn and like we're going to be voting for senators and congressmen and all yeah. that again. So it's like you have to be focused on the long term. And that's basically what he's talking about. He's focused on that long term goal to where we can redraw the lines and make it more of an equal plateau because uh, he was basically in Wisconsin uh, rooting for like the Supreme Court justice and she lost uh, because yeah, that was, that was at the last minute uh, the Republican like alternative uh, put like a 300, 3.2 million if I remember correctly yeah. like campaign to smear her uh, and it worked and yeah. she ended up losing and he like called the Democrats out at like a big like DNC meeting where uh, he was basically like that shouldn't have happened it should be more like, people out here get, like, you're y'all right, get involved in right. Uh, it's, it should be more people besides myself out here fighting for the, like this because if you look at the big picture stuff like the Supreme Court is saying, "She, I ain't got nothing to do with yeah, it." That's you know what I'm saying? I'm cool. good. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, uh, we definitely got to be focused on stuff like that, and that's why it's important to vote in local elections, right? No, nah. yeah, uh, because these are the They're people the ones doing that do <laughs> right. Yeah. It like pushes stuff. So yeah, man, we got to pay attention, bro, because uh, this is- 2020 and beyond is a big, right, big thing. Like we, that's gonna affect the next ten years. 10, Ten, so they're yeah. not gonna redraw once they re, once they draw those lines. They're not gonna do it until twenty thirty. Yeah, and I think a part of it of why Republicans have been so strong in the Obama era was that they redrew. They had a big wave in twenty ten, and they redrew the lines right after. So from ne- from then until now, they've been able to say, okay, we're gonna have all the black voters, even though they're spread out in all these different counties in Georgia. That's we're what gonna they have do. They one, spread gonna, them out right. real far yeah. to make it where. It's hard to get to. Right. It's not like it's jam packed or well, it's all the compact. Right. So you don't want to stand in a long line. Right. It's very inconvenient when you try to vote. Uh, so, yeah, you, like if you can, like get that absentee ballot. Yeah, they're doing it all over the place. Like I know in North Carolina, there's a, like a thing of where basically like they packed in every black voter into one district where they could have had two separate districts and had probably two people who represented them. They're basically saying like, no, we're just going to give you one. Right. So it's like stuff like that that we got to be careful about. And to add insult to injury, next big fact, SCOTUS <laughs> is out here wild. Somebody need to get them. So the Supreme Court, um, they rejected the Trump administration's efforts to add a question to the U.S. 2020 census regarding citizenship. However, the court is giving them another chance. The Trump administration can present a different rationale to the court after claiming they wanted to better enforce the Voting Rights Act by guaranteeing minorities having uh, weren't having their votes marginalized, which makes no sense, but okay. Immigration advocates are worried that the citizenship question could be used to allow states to draw seats based on the number of citizens rather than the number of residents, which could hurt Latino communities. Trump is rumored to be considering adding the, citizen, the citizenship question to the executive order. Now, Henry, number two, <laughs> what the hell is the Supreme Court doing? Like, bro, basically saying, like, that's why, that like, wasn't a good uh, argument. Come back to me. You know Instead how, of just striking it down. That makes no sense. You know how when 
the Republicans blocked Obama's little Merrick Garland. Yeah, yeah, and now Trump the elected two goddamn justices in this curving to goddamn on right or right. Yeah. So it's like duh, this stuff is happening. Right. We know it's gonna happen, and it's crazy. That's why like Supreme Court justices have turned. I'm, they I'm should on have terms. I'm feeling that ten because year term, ten year terms or something. Because the fact of like you this stuff happening, for four years, right? And you not gonna change your mind about imperative stuff like this? It's like what, bro? But I mean, this is huge because I mean, one, and I think a lot of the articles hit it on a place where I wasn't thinking because at first when I saw that they were considering a citizenship question, I was like, okay, if you're not a citizen, what's stopping the census from giving that to like? Department of Homeland Security or Immigration and Customs, and all of a sudden you got somebody knocking at your door trying to get your ass the hell up out of here. If you say you're not a citizen, like what's the information sharing on that? Especially with all this crazy stuff. Which we gonna get into. (laughs) Right, that's what I'm saying. So So it's like, bruh, and he's doing what he said he was gonna do. Say it, wait, say it again? Say it again? He really doing what he said he was gonna do, man, and it's this y'all scary, bro. So basically, Henry's saying, "Don't act shocked. Vote, please. <laughs> Listen." But that's, I think, the honest, like the scary. Please but that's vote. like the scary part is that I think that people just kind of think Trump is crazy, and then yeah, he is crazy, but he's still doing. He's stuff doing like, little sh- that's affecting people's lives, man. Because think of it: if you're an undocumented citizen in this country, I'm gonna call him an undocumented citizen. If you're one of those persons, and someone says, "Hey, are you?" Are you a citizen in this country? What the hell are you going to do? You're going to be like, what? What? <laughs> what? How would you react You're, to that? But think about it. You wouldn't, an- you wouldn't want to answer the form because you don't want to be recorded as saying that. So then the census is not going to count you. So then when the Supreme, so then when your state legislature counts up all the people, they're going to be like, oh, well, we're 20. Basically, immigration advocates are worried about there being an undercounting. So then they're going to say, oh, well, this. Hispanic community has less people than we think. So instead of giving them two districts, we're going to give them one big one now. And then we're going to give the suburbs, we're going to lump some of the Latino district into a larger suburb. So now that's going to be a Republican district. You feel me? So like they can basically say like, oh, all these like places in Southern California, Arizona and Texas, we're going to undercount them to give them less power. Oh, facts. So like. They know what they're doing. Like this shit is annoying. Like it is kind of annoying because you see it happening in real life, and you actually say, "What can you do about it?" And like, who, who can the, check scores? Because right. we need somebody to run up on them, right? <laughs> Congress, shout out to that, right? I mean, they can kind of check them, but it's like we need we need term limits because some of these folks, Clarence Thomas, got to go. It's, I'm scared, man. Because like, what if? Well, get ready because we're gonna get. Um, oh, you got the next uh, clip, right? Yeah, I'm gonna play this clip for y'all, man. Seniors, a report on the treatment of children by U.S. border agents, which includes an allegation of sexual assault. The report, first published on NBCNews.com by Jacob Soberoff and Julia Ainsley, details the findings of some government investigators who have been interviewing children held in Arizona. Julia Ainsley will join us in a moment to discuss her reporting, including the sexual assault of a teenage girl. A 15-year-old girl from Honduras described a large bearded officer 
putting his hands inside her bra, pulling down her underwear, and groping her as part of what was meant to be a routine pat-down in front of other immigrants and officers. The girl said she felt embarrassed as the officer was speaking in English to other officers and laughing during the entire process, according to a report of her account. A teenage boy accused officers of calling the boys. Yeah, so... And basically what, what Henry ain't play is that basically the officers were calling the kid a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Which is, all right, so... It was like peto. Puto. Puto. Yeah. So for context, it was the um, border crisis. So over the past week, um, lawyers and members of Congress have blasted the Trump administration and the Department of Homeland Security, Immigration and Customs Enforcement for poor treatment of migrant children at detention facilities along the border. In Texas and Arizona, um, detained children have complained about overcrowding, poor living conditions, offensive treatment by detention officers being held within seven, being held longer than the 72 two hour limit. And like Henry just played, um, even stuff like Bruh, America really got concentration camps. And it's crazy. And I was looking at this map that like tells you how many are in each state. Georgia got fifty two. What the hell? Oh, they got fifty two detention centers? Yes. Just, the board. That, like what the hell? I was, like, what the, the I was like, what the like it's crazy. Jordan, your governor said how oh. many it's crazy how many it's, it's a lot more than you think, baby. Yeah, like you wouldn't think I'm thinking it's just like Texas, California, Arizona, all the it's at least twenty oh, yeah. states on that map. I only look for like Georgia. And only really like six, seven states actually board no. Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California. Only four states. What's going on in the country is sad. Um, it's real sad, man. And it's crazy that, like, it's going on. And nothing's really being done about it. We're just letting it go on. And they're, like, kind of applauding it almost. Like, the media yeah. just talks about it. And, like, they like talk how... It right. yeah, they you talk know about it without actually, like, saying... I think they're assigning blame, but they're not actually just saying, like, on a practical thirty thousand foot level, how effing insane this is! They just—I get—I uh, don't know, man. Because these are kids. It's disgusting. What that's why I was like, kind of like rubbing my head. Yeah, it's like to hear what he was describing is like disgusting to hear because one, I'm not surprised it's going on. Of course, mm-hmm. some idiot is in there taking advantage of these people, and then two, why is this going on? You know. It shouldn't be going on. Um, and the fact that it is going on and we have policies in place that are allowing us and we call our, ourselves the land of the free, home of the brave, like all of that BS. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah, it's not, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And I think that, um, I think a member, Democratic members of Congress have like been down there and they've like- And that's what I think. What, I, I think, don't even understand that. Why are they doing that? I think they're doing it to get- to shine attention on it, which I think is good, but I also think at this point they need to say we're not voting on anything else. That's my thing. Until we, they, yeah. that, that's what's kind of like irritating me about it because they're going down there, they're visiting it, they're it, it, again. The media is publicizing the issue, but like nobody's really doing anything about it. The right. people that's going down to visit, y'all got y'all are in power. Y'all had a direct ones to like like control authority to like. Tell, like make something happen. So for them to just like why that is disgusting. Like it's yeah. I hate that. 
I love my country. But to be an American sucks sometimes because, like, what? No, nah, because we do stuff like this. And I think that, like you kind of said, like, at this point, if you're Henry Woods, congressman, you got to just be like, I don't give a shit about anything else that's right. going on. Like, you right have now. to stand Like, up every day I'm going to introduce a bill, and until that happens, I'm. I'm not voting on a single thing. And maybe that'll work. Maybe it won't. But at some point, somebody just got to say, like, this is enough. And, like, I know the Trump administration is there, but you have to at some point force them to act. And I think that Republicans are just going to do whatever the hell Trump does because they don't they, – they're scared of him. And I think and I Democrats – I don't understand why, though. But I think Democrats often just take this approach of, like, oh, well, the Senate's not going to take it up or, oh, Trump's not going to sign it. Who cares? I'd rather like, fight, fight, go yeah, out with a, it, go out it, swinging fight it, fight than it. just saying like I'm gonna shine attention to this, but I'm not gonna do the groundwork and in, like introducing a bill not or facts. like making sure that the people at Homeland Security are bringing their ass to Congress so you can f- publicly flame them and get them on record and saying like what the hell are you doing? Here's your mic. <laughs> you feel me? Because like you have to do, you can't just go down there and do the press conference. That's the that's the easiest part about this. No, and that's what like. They're doing the press. It's in the media. We're talking about it, which is the first step. But that's not. not you got to go past that. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm the ACLU is. They're doing like pushing lawsuits, trying to do their <laughs> best, but it's not a big enough effort. Or Mm-mm. if it is, the media isn't publicizing that effort and it's painting this picture of how these people are being put in these inhumane conditions and it, it kind of like makes you question America and like again that goes into what we were talking about earlier with like yeah. the southern strategy and what the red Republicans are talking about they're like using this as an intimidation strategy and they're making certain people like they so don't come here because we're going right. to put your kids in a box right and it's like it separates you from your family yeah, it's, America is disgusting. Nah, I mean, I think... This is real disgusting, man. That's that's crazy, man. I mean, I think... Yeah, I mean, like... The world is crazy, because what we want to talk about next is crazy. Yeah. Um, the world is crazy. And like, <laughs> and like Henry said, this is this is expected. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so now we're going to get into the heads up. Um, so this... Uh, the only reason why I put this in here, and this is like partly me being shady... Um, people still got them blue avatars on social media, so we decided to take it upon ourselves to update everybody on the situation going on in Sudan. I haven't heard much about it since we last talked about it in the news. I haven't heard that much about it on social media. I don't know have you. Yeah, so the other day, like two days ago, I seen like clips on Instagram yeah. of like what was actually going on and the like country and like it was literally like Crazy. people walking out of the street just getting blasted and yeah. like people falling dead in the middle of the street and it, it, it it's scary like it's literally like a war zone it's some real stuff going on uh so yeah that's that's the last thing i've personally seen about this yeah so um recently so do sudan's military rulers and opposition um for opposition like groups they reached a power sharing deal the rule will rotate between civilian and military members of the governing council. Um, they're having an investigation into the deadly June 3rd attack that we talked about last episode that killed nearly 128 or probably more. It killed 128 people. A lot of people were raped, unfortunately. 
Um, the good thing is, is that those who were found guilty will not be allowed to sit on the council. So anyone who was involved in it is not going to be allowed to take a position of authority. But I just think that, like you said, there's still crazy shit going down there. And I think what's even better is that um, the Human Rights Watch's uh, European Union director has called for the United Nations to investigate the abuses of the Sudanese military. I think that's important because she's basically doing what the United States should and is not. So I'm glad to see that somebody third party groups and I'm kind of want European countries. I want Central American countries, other countries in general to step up and say, like, hey, United Nations, y'all need to get up on this. because There's just crazy stuff happening. And just because the U.S. isn't here to, like, wag their finger at it, we are are. like just because they're not flagging. this doesn't mean that this is acceptable. Right. So I think that's good. I also think that um, protesters, by the way, like you said, there was still conflict, even though they reached an agreement that was generally thought to be good. Um, the video that Henry said, and protests are still demanding um, military forces be withdrawn from cities, help for those who were attacked in the last month's um, debacle, and ending to an internet blackout. There have been some waves that like people in Sudan are slowly starting to regain access to internet, and the release of yeah, that's how the videos got put up, right? Because they finally are slowly giving them access to the internet. But I think, like you said, like just because the U.S. isn't involved, that shouldn't stop other countries other countries from getting involved. Yeah, so. Because I haven't heard anyone from the U.S. say anything. I haven't heard Secretary yeah, of State. Yeah, it's not really. It, no, it, that's why it's not in the media. Nobody's really talking about it. Yeah, which is more sad than anything else. And also says that, you know, the amount of staffing that Trump does. I bet he doesn't even have a person who, like, focuses on, like, African affairs. Yeah. Or, like, They're shithole countries. Wait, I'll say say it again. Nah, but that's what he said. But think about it. But that's when stuff like that has effects. Is because even if the United States did try to do something, the relationship isn't there. Right. Or he's not hiring people who are experts on the region. He's too busy taking photo ops with Kim Jong Un or what? What's his name? Kim Jong Un. Yeah. Yeah. Look how that going. Clown. Yeah. All right. So so now we're gonna give you this. You know, every every episode we're gonna give you a light little. 2020 update. We need to have like official 2020 music. Uh, or in this case, meow. <laughs> uh, so another one bites. The first one bites the dust. Rep Eric Swalwell. Who? Um, <laughs> when I seen this, I was like, bro, why? Why? He was one of the recent ones to get in the race. He drops out. More concerning is that billionaire philanthropist and businessman Tom Steyer joins the race. He can basically self-fund his campaign. What is annoying to me is that we just had a billionaire businessman in office. Tom Steyer, sit that one out. <laughs> but the annoying thing, and I saw Why? this, and I saw this on Twitter, is that I think that, like you said, and I think you brilliantly said about long game. Tom Steyer, I think, needs to understand is that. We have people running for president. We need people who are attacking, giving money to stuff like redistricting. And that's what he right. can do. That's, what, he that's can do. what you are for. You need to be funding campaigns, not running, sir. Wasting you need to be funding campaigns. Yeah. Like, yeah, bro, what are you doing? So I think that's, he should be flamed for that. Because yeah, he is a like, billionaire activist. Pick me. Pick me. This is a oh, pick me. I'm not going to make that. I'm not going to make any debate. Bruh, but like, I'm, what? Anyway, and then why did you come in after the main debate? Bro? Huh? What? <laughs> like, who are you? Um, also, uh, a poll released today, and I'll get Henry to kind of get Henry's uh, thoughts on this. Fresh off the press, you know, we got the you know we got the new scoops here. Uh, what's really going on? <laughs> um, economists in YouGov they had they found a poll that said Biden slipping at twenty two percent 
uh, Senator Warren at 17 percent, Senator Harris at 14 percent, Senator Sanders at 11 percent, uh, Mayor Buttigieg okay, at 5 percent. Notable. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to get that out. Notable candidates, um, Castro at 2%, Cory Booker at 1%. Henry, any any top line? We're seeing some big shifts now. Yeah, because like Harris came up a lot uh, yeah. since the last time I looked that at That girl him. was me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, Biden is still in the lead. It's interesting it's to see. With all, yeah, it is. But the fact that he's still in the lead with all the con- – like he is nothing but – a. Like a stream of controversy. Take a, yeah, take a time like, bomb. Over like there. literally, he need to sit this one out, chief. But <laughs> the thing is, this is what I'm scared. If he don't, if he sit this one out, who gonna be the president? Because he the only one that can realistically, in my head, can be Trump without with without, this, without question. Right with yeah. this America that we're in, like. America, certain is- people aren't ready for a female president. I'm sorry, and a black woman. <laughs> That's definitely not gonna happen, especially with her no, screwed we, past. We <laughs> Do we need to revisit that again? We already no, I mean, shut that down no, in January. Yeah. I think Go we, listen to episode twenty something. Yeah, we might have to do a what's really going on vault episode. <laughs> play that. Um but I think it's actually really interesting. I think because remember when we first kind of started tracking this stuff, Biden was in the thirties. Yeah. Boy, Warren and Harris were in like the low, low teens, yeah, low teens, if not high. Nah, Harris digits. wasn't even yeah, at the teens. She, she was like single digits at the thing. Right, Sanders was second place. Yeah, so he did. He dropped a little bit. Yeah, so there's a lot of movement. He didn't him. do good in the debates. Him me. or Biden? Yeah, Biden. Oh. That's <laughs> he. What's the first thing you would do as and president? Then, I want to make yeah. sure we stop Trump. Bruh, <laughs> bruh, what, bruh? <laughs> He wasn't looking too hot, and ironically, the character—the I was gonna say the characters. Good lord! Because who did the best out of me were Warren and Harris, and they had the biggest rises. Right, they did. And who did the worst? Sanders and Biden. And yeah, I, and they I think did. Booty, it I think was booty. other people that was on there that did, on the stage just like they had people on the stage that didn't speak at all. Girlfriend, let me tell you, I'm gonna call <laughs> New Zealand. I'm like, yo, is she stoned right now? <laughs> <laughs> but she's very well spoken. You were feeling. You were. Hold on. We're gonna get this. Hold on. Yeah, we got. She is so funny. Clip. If I could play a clip from her right now, I would. We but she is that. so funny. Um, quick side note before we get into kind of like the last thing. I think that um, we didn't think that Buttigieg did well. Um, shout out to Lamar. Um, <laughs> um in the moment. I think a lot of people think he did well. And this is like, we don't even have this in the doc, but I wanted to get your thoughts. I know we talked about it. Um, we didn't think Buttigieg did well at all. And I think a lot of people thought he did well because of his answer on. <laughs> he was dodging questions like that. A, and I think it's. He was. It was, this was a drive bay. It was, ah, man, my bad. If I got to talk he got hit like in Boys No, he would. Boom. He wouldn't have got hit. That's what was killing yeah. me. Because especially people, people when one of the proctors asked him about the shooting in his hometown. And little dude. Swalwell. Swalwell. Shit, shit starter. Right. Him. He was. Yeah, shit started. There you go. He was. Uh, he cornered him like, well, why didn't you fire him? And the proctor kind of stopped for a second and then went to the next court. I was like, bro, let, I would let, let, let him answer. Let that. That, that's when he proves. How he handles himself in a like position where you are like stuff's going on and you gotta make an executive decision. Like you this how you one win voters over because that's affecting black Especially people. That affecting black people. <laughs> so like when he yeah. 
Hey, yeah. But I think that was yeah. really interesting because I think that we were texting, and shout out to us for doing that live tweet. Anyone who was in on that, hey, yeah. hey shout out to y'all yeah, for tuning, tuning in. in. Them live tweets was yeah. good. I think that um, immediately when he had that reaction, you and I stopped tweeting and we started texting each yeah. other, laughing, and we were like, "That answer was, was some shit." Yeah, it was some because he yeah. basically said the person asked him, "Like, what's going?" On? I didn't get it done. I duh. No, no, we know I that. Know. That's obvious. And, and that's my and thing. people accepted that as an answer, which is I that's what I was about to say. Sign. That's exactly what I was about to say. Why? Why are you just allowing that to be? A, a, that's not an okay answer. What would? And then he tried to throw in. I just got like a. Uh, he said something about how he was. Dang, it was just in my head. My bad. No, I just think that was interesting because I think that that shows a large divide between where I think a lot of young black Democrat or young black Democratic primary voters are where they heard that and they were like, oh hell. No. Yeah, we came not vote for and I think that's the reason why he's at five percent is because black one and we've already highlighted I already know what his target guy is. But I ain't even gonna <laughs> yeah. get on that. Anyway <laughs> you know them you know you know them people that was like calling the police on the go go people downtown? That's his target audience. But anyway uh, we're going to get into the next time, man. <laughs> Louisiana prison system. <laughs> All right, so shout out to Henry. Bro, I've been doing this research, man. What'd you say? <laughs> um, so Henry put this in the doc, and then I did some research, and then I sent this stuff to Henry, and he was like, this shit was deeper than we even thought. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry sent uh, me an article about uh, basically Louisiana's prison, prison system being compared to modern-day slavery. Some quick Googling, and then... All of a sudden, it felt you like you got a treasure lot. trove yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So basically, we're going to break this down for y'all real quick. Um, so prison, prisoners at the Angola, Louisiana prison facility have refused to perform field labor. Um, and the prison facility, for context, sits on a former slave plantation. Okay. Caution five. Um, prisoners spend long hours doing manual labor, including harvesting and including harvesting produce. Recently, over 50 people refused to work. And that has resulted in confrontations with officers and some uh, prisoners even picking up injuries and confrontations with correctional officers. Once those prisoners are cleared by a prison doctor, they can legally be forced to work under threat of solitary confinement. The Angola prison requires prisoners to perform field labor for at least 90 days before performing other tasks, even only if they have like exemptional behavior. But if you don't, they still need a certain amount of people to, you know, work in, I don't I hate to say the field, but they, st- they still need a certain amount of people to perform the agricultural Call it what it job. is, man. Yeah, spade to spade. Interesting context, and I think this is when Henry and I were both kind of like, what the hell is going on here, is that during the 1950s, 31 prisoners at the facility cut their Achilles tendons off in protest of the conditions. Um, organizers want to, for- want to get rid of forced labor, which is permitted by the 13th Amendment, done by who Henry often talks about. Ava DuVernay, find that on Netflix. Um, it abolishes slavery except as a punishment for a crime. This is also a heads up because prisoners are planning a protest on August 21st, which is the anniversary of the death of a, um, of a, of a Black Panther member who I think was based in Louisiana. This is... When I was reading this article... It's crazy. It was crazy. And what's crazy here is it's that whole little like plot of Louisiana or whatever, it kind of operates like a like plantation. A yeah, because the governor mansion 
they have the criminals in there like cleaning up mm-hmm. and serving them and it's eye-opening like that yeah. article is well I, when i was yeah. reading this i was like is this a movie like am yeah. I, like is this some book like but it's the truth of what's going on in america right now that's uh, and that's problem. why like when you think about the 13th amendment and you think about slavery and the conversation about reparations and all of that 13th the memory didn't amendment did not abolish slavery because with like like it says the exception of as a punishment for crime. So it's basically saying, if I lock you up, I can, I can do yeah, whatever I want. Exactly. And clearly um, that's happening now. It, it's literally happening. They're not, they're not getting paid for that work. Not a, and they, most, and that's the, a lot of companies that are American owned or like made in America go through the process of like, yeah, using these type of systems and it sucks. Um, Cause it's basically like sweatshops or whatever. Yeah, of course. Yeah, with worse conditions. <laughs> so it's it's crazy that this is still. It's like, what is this really going? That article is, this is really going. To, it's really. I. It was on the article was the on the appeal. Yeah. If you shout guys out, shout uh, out to them, they want to like check that. it out. Uh, so yeah. I mean, I think I just think it was crazy because remember the part where they're basically talking about how when the prison was first built that they had the prisoners live in the former slave quarters in the actual, on the plantation. And you're like, what the Bro, heck? Bro, you cringed the whole, whole time, time you like, When you're reading about how the prisoners are basically hurting themselves to prevent themselves from working. Mm-hmm. And I think that this also gets to the fact that like, I think we're, we're naturally getting to the point where we're talking about banning private prisons. This is a state-run prison. Right. <laughs> so right. I think I think we need to focus on prisons for profit, but we also just need to focus on prisons, prisons in, in general, general. <laughs> because this is happening under state-run officials. This is happening under state budgets that's allowing this stuff to happen. And I think it's great that the appeal flagged this up, and we're going to stay on it because I want to know what happens on August 21st. Right, so we're going to keep y'all in tune on that. But yeah, that, yeah. So this has been episode number 32. 32. Follow us on Instagram at what's really going, Twitter underscore WRGO. Subscribe on YouTube. We got some, we're going, we're actually going to work on some YouTube. Oh yeah, we got some digital, digital only, only content, content coming. Come get that. Oh, we got some, oh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or what's wow. really going on. Spotify, what's really going on. Um, SoundCloud, SoundCloud too. All of that. And we got some good got our merch coming for y'all soon. And I'm working on that website too, so just stay in tune. We pushing, we working, we doing the thing, man. Ah, uh, we out.